Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Elevate Church in Perth, Australia. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps. Good morning. Good to see you all this morning. Brand new year, brand new decade, brand new message series. And we'll jump into that in a moment. Want to give a shout out to those of you listening around the world via our podcast. Uh, in December, we had uh, listeners in four new countries. France, the land of my ancestors, um, the Pomeri family. Wish I had shares in the champagne company, but somehow that skipped a few generations. Uh, India, uh, with new listeners in India, so welcome to you. Um, Colombia, viva Colombia. And uh, Uganda, so uh, Viva Africa, good to have them listening, so have, give them a great welcome this morning to the pod, fantastic, fantastic. You know, um, a number of years ago, if uh, you were to meet with me in a, in a new venue, new for you, you know, coffee shop, whatever, uh, my kind of go-to opener would be, uh, hey, good to see you, do you find the place Okay. And they would say, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever, you know, typically. Um, but I don't say that anymore, like ever. If you come to meet with me, it's a new place for you. I would never anymore open with, did you find the place okay? Because I'm aware all you would do is pull out your smartphone and shove that in my face and say, idiot, as if I wouldn't. But here's the thing, millennials, listen carefully. Gen Zers, listen carefully. Snowflakes, it wasn't always that way, okay? Life wasn't always that easy. There was a time when the way to get to a place required the use of what we used to call a street directory. Now, here in Perth, it was called a UBD, which by the way, if you note on the screen the date, you can still buy these. And, and I have absolutely no idea why. I've been trying to, I, I don't even know these are still available. I researched this week. I discovered they are. They're on sale at Officeworks. I think they should be uh, on sale, that is. Uh, clearance sale, never to be restocked for 2020. I can't think of a use case, but here's the thing. That's how we used to get from A to B. Well, hopefully get from A to B. Now, then the internet was invented. And with the internet came a couple of prominent uh, mapping directory websites, MapQuest, uh, particularly in the US, and another one called whereis, whereis.com. And so what whereis required for you to do, because we didn't have smartphones with GPS, it would require you, before you went on your trip, you would have to sit down in front of a desktop computer. You would have to dial up no, you would have to unplug the phone cord from your landline, plug that into your desktop computer modem, which sat outside of your computer, and you would have to click a few buttons, and then you would hear the You would go and get a cup of coffee, visit a friend, make dinner. It was the WWW back then stood for the worldwide wait, and uh, you would then come back. And uh, you would load up whereis.com, for example. And it might look a bit like this. This is a kind of an advanced thing. There wasn't such a thing as screenshots back then. So. But here's the thing. You'd get this, and you would, you would tell it where you are, because it didn't know. And then you would tell it where you wanted to go. And then you'd say, give me directions. And then what you had to do is you had to print out on paper, people, paper. You would have to print out 
the directions. Now, the further you were going and the more complicated it was, the first page was kind of like the flyover overview, which is what you see here. And then it would be pages, turn by turn, meter by meter, 200 meters, continue driving. But they're just words. And Louis and I, we were traveling around the world a lot back then. Uh, there were many, many times in many, many places around the world where we would go through this whole process. And, you know, some, L.A. was one of the places where to get from A to B, you'd be publishing something thicker than the street directory that I just referenced. And uh, I'd be driving, and Louis would be in the passenger seat, and she would be reading out, 200 meters, keep going. to Like, Louis was the prototype for Siri. She's giving me directions, and I'm like, oh. And God help us if we miss the turn, because there's no, like, oh, my God, what do we do now? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was brutal. Um, but then, of course, uh, as you know, along came smartphones and uh, so on. But actually, there was a little gap in between where some of you may have missed. There was a little gap in between. It was like the infancy of portable GPS units. And kind of the, 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 the only place you could really access these was at rental car spots. And uh, when I say primitive, I mean like, here's what would happen. You would go to pick up your rental car, and they would ask you the, the add-on questions, which is kind of where they make their money. Would you like insurance with that? Would you, like, would you like a GPS unit with that? Now, you know, if it's a new city, if it's a complicated city, it was pretty smart play. You'd kind of pay five bucks a day extra to get a, a GPS unit. And uh, this, is what, <laughs> this is what they would do. They would take this GPS unit, which kind of looked like a little iPad mini kind of thing, not that fancy, but, and it used to sit in a... I, <laughs> What I would describe as a beanbag, that's all I could kind of say. It was this little thing filled with sand, very heavy. That was to sit on your dash and, you know, fingers crossed, not move. The, the GPS unit would sit in the beanbag, and then you would plug the GPS unit into your cigarette lighter to keep it charged, and you'd plug in the, the, the coordinates and hope that would get you there. But uh, seemingly, these rental car studios had quite a few nufties in their experience, that they developed the practice of actually inputting your coordinates for you before you took the unit over to your rental car and put it on your dash. So I was in Atlanta a few years ago, and I uh, hadn't uh, driven around there uh, previously, so when I got to the rental car pickup, would you like a GPS unit, Mr. Palmer? Yes, I would. Thank you very much. Where are you headed to? I'm headed to this place. The place I was going was about a 40-minute drive from the Atlanta airport, so he put the coordinates in. There you go. Enjoy your stay. Safe trip. Okay, I go. Take the unit. Put it on the dash. Plug it in. Drive out. And, and the directions start verbally. You know, turn left at this. Turn right at that. Keep going for this. 40-minute drive. Thinking, okay, this is great. I've got a GPS unit. I mean, like, can't go wrong. And uh, I started to get a little bit suspicious when the GPS voice was telling me to maintain my direction across a bridge, and I was not even on a bridge, and there wasn't even a bridge in my peripheral vision. And I'm thinking, huh. Now, that should have been a clue, but, you know, I'm paying five bucks for this thing. I mean, I'm going to get my money's worth. 90 minutes into my commute, when I started seeing more tractors than cars on the road, I thought to myself, I should probably pull over, which I did. And uh, thanks to many years of phoning the IT help desk people, I did the pro move. I switched it off, waited 10 seconds, and switched it back on again. And it recalibrated for me and told me I was now three hours away from my destination. <laughs> oh. 
and would I like to buy a box of peaches while I'm there? (laughs) So instead of getting to my hotel at 4 p.m., I got to my hotel at 9 p.m., and uh, I was not a happy individual. I'm setting up this series that we're launching today, The Beginner's Guide to Predicting Your Future, which is actually taken from uh, a book that came across my desk six, seven years ago uh, by Andy Stanley. It's called The Principle of the Path. And the, and the subtitle of this is How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And January, new year, new decade, perfect opportunity for us to really be zeroing in on this idea. And today specifically, and we're going to be teaching this series, The Beginner's Guide to Predicting Your Future, over these next four weeks. Uh, Today I want to set it up with the actual big idea from the principle of the path. And the big idea is this. Direction determines destination. Okay, is this very memorable? When things are memorable, they're portable. So I would like you to think about this thing so you can take it with you in your brain. All these three words start with D. What's the principle of the path? Direction determines destination. In fact, on the count of three, let's try that together, shall we? One, two, three. Direction determines destination. See, there you go. Easy, right? I mean, it's easy to say, obviously. And you might be like, well, duh. But here's the thing. Too many people make the mistake in thinking that the principle of the path is that intention determines destination. But this is not the principle of the path. Because, again, in the map space, nowadays, smartphone, something else connected, or you you might even just kind of be a bit of a nerd and check things out before you head off. You get onto your map software, Apple Maps, Google Maps, whatever, whatever, it's going to essentially ask you two questions, or it's going to have two fields that it wants you to fill in. Tell us where your current location is, or in the case of Google, that tracks everything you do, they already know, and then it wants you to to tell you the end. In other words, where you want to be. Now, don't type the word intention. I put that in there to make the point. But essentially, this is the setup. The setup of a mapping software is asking you, where are you and where do you want to be? And it, okay, I'm going to say this. And when I say it, you're going to wonder why I get paid to do this. But here's the thing. What you are meant to type into the end is your destination. Why would you type anything else, right? Okay, good. So it should be that easy. Type where you are or or it knows and type where you want to go. Should be that easy. But it is not a two-dimensional proposition. There are several additional moving parts to where you are and where you want to be. There's the idea that it's going to require directions to get you from where you are to where you want to be. There's the idea that it's going to require movement to get from where you are to where you want to be. There's also the idea that you need to stay on the course that's been set to get from where you are to where you want to be. And this is true in maps, and it's true in life. 
And it's, it's a lack of understanding that there's like four or five key moving parts to this principle of the path. A misunderstanding that it's, it's just as simple as where am I, where, where do I wanna be? It's a misunderstanding of, of this that actually derails a lot of people's best ideas, a lot of people's new resolutions, a lot of people's I'm gonna get here this year. It's like, okay, you, I, okay great. I mean, that's great. But here's the homework. Where are you now? Huh? Now, financially, by the end of this year, I want to be here. Okay, great. Great. I mean, if it's good, great. Where are you now? What? Honestly, financially, where are you starting from? Oh, does that matter? Yeah, it matters. Where are you? So here's my intention. Here's where I am. This is where I want to be with my marriage. This is where I want to be with my health. This is where I want to be in my relationship with Jesus. Hopefully, all good things. Better health, better financial, more generosity, closer with my spouse, more in tune with Jesus than ever before. Great. Okay, great. So, where are you now? Where are you now with your health? Where are you now with your spouse? Where are you now with your kids? Where are you now with your job? Where are you now with your relationship with Jesus? Clarify your current location. Then, this is all homework. By the way, your homework. Mine as well, but I'm not going to do yours for you. Then, what direction do I actually need to take to get from my current location to my intended destination, right? Am I currently moving at all? (laughs) And if I am, am I currently moving in that direction? It's the principle of the path because it's not intention that determines destination. It's direction that determines destination. So there's some homework. You've got four weeks to do it. I expect a written assessment, Australia Day. Neil, Australia Day. We will give you a sausage in a bun if you come with your one-page executive summary, present it to Neil, chairman of our board. He will give you a sausage in a bun. But if your current direction isn't pointing in the direction of your intention, it's not a resolution, it's merely a wish. Here's a clanger. We get to where we intend the exact same way that we get to where we didn't intend. Direction. How did I get here? I can tell you. You moved there. What? I didn't mean to. Yeah, but... Okay. But you did it anyway. Oh, crap. Yeah, I know. Because direction determines destination. Good news is, if you're off course, good news is, like a good GPS mapping app, God will help you recalibrate. God will help turn you around. God will actually help if you're willing, if you're listening. God will help you. And when you change direction, things will eventually change, but we've got to be listening. Now, these little mapping apps, 
there is a lot of technology that works together to make that work. And, and, and I'm not going to go into in any detail in case your nerd alert goes off, but uh, just trust me, I know how it works. Um, <laughs> nerd alert! And, uh, <laughs> but here's what, here's, here's what we need to understand, and, and I think you do understand this. Um, despite how intelligent the, the ecosystem is that makes our mapping software so incredible, like it really is intelligent and incredible, it's actually not the boss of you. It's merely an advisor. <laughs> okay, you like, it's like the electronic equivalent of the backseat driver. It, it, it has no authority to take control of the steering wheel for you. Now, okay, geeks, please do not email me and say, oh, haven't you heard of Tesla's autopilot? And don't you know self-driving cars are going to be a thing in 2021? Shut up, all right? Listen, here's the thing. Right now, if you have a smartphone, and by the way, don't touch it while you're driving, put it in the cradle, type it before you leave, it would be telling you, turn left here, turn right here, keep going here, oops, turn around here. In a few hundred meters, you've got this coming up, so on and so forth. Here's the thing. I mean, you might even get off on this. You have the power to ignore it. Here's another one. Your powers don't stop there. You have the power to switch it off. What the heck do you know? I know better than you. Shut up. Okay. And just like this ecosystem, this intelligent kind of thing that works together, hopefully, if we've set it right and it's working right and we're listening to it and following its directions, we will get to where we intended to be. It's the same for us. We actually have like an onboard, built-in GPS system, but it's, again, it has a few moving parts. And I'm going to actually talk about some of those moving parts and how we can use them to our advantage over the next few weeks, but let me just kind of riff them off. One of the things that makes up our, our GPS for our lives is developed wisdom. Wisdom is something you can grow in. In fact, even Jesus, it was written of him, Luke chapter 2, verse 52, Jesus grew in wisdom. Over the course of life, if we allow ourselves, we can grow in wisdom, and wisdom becomes one of the, the, the moving parts that makes up our GPS system. A conscience is another, whoa, don't go there. That's not where you want to go. All right, I'm listening, hopefully. People, I should have written some people because there's some people you shouldn't listen to, but they might still want to tell you and you'd be like, it doesn't sound, but, but God will place certain people in your life, leaders, peers, that, that, that can actually form part of our GPS system. God's word the Bible, a.k.a. the Bible, and God's Holy Spirit. Those can be things or are things that, that collectively make up a GPS. <laughs> However, like the GPS on our dashboard, we can ignore any one or all of them. We can say to them, what do you know? We can even switch them off. I know people that stopped reading the Bible because God was speaking to them to change direction, and they went, uh, well, no. Okay. But, you're not, but in doing that, you're changing direction and you're moving away from the direction of your intention. 
Not understanding that direction determines destination. Now, while I'm blowing your minds, let me blow your minds some more. Here's a couple of fun facts that are vital to understand with the principle of the path. In life, while some pain can't be avoided, things are going to happen to us that we have little or no control over, a lot of pain can be avoided. And actually, that's the good news part, the second part. The first one's just like, let's just call it out for what it is. And then the second part, a lot of pain can be avoided. And if we understand that and apply it, then the principle of the path starts to work for us. I mean, take financial debt and you find yourself, and again, this is, this is, there are exceptions. Somebody lost their job and they, some, somebody had a massive health crisis and, and, and a legal issue. Okay, I get it. Some pain can't be avoided, but a lot of it can. And some people arrive at the destination of being in debt. And they say, I have no idea how I got here. And the people around them say, we do. You consistently spent more than you earned. Well, I didn't mean to. It uh, doesn't matter because it's not your intention. It's your direction and you, oh, well, I didn't like that. Okay, so change direction. Find yourself in a situation with your health or just general malaise and you're like, I didn't. Now, again, some health issues sneak up on us and we don't have any control over them, but a lot of them can be avoided. I just, I, my health is terrible. I don't know how this happened. I do. You ate like a teenager and you moved like a pensioner. What did you expect? Huh? What do you mean to? Move away from the buffet. Change the direction. True in your marriage. True in your relationship. But there's a path that gets us there and thankfully... There's a path, if we change direction, the principle of the path, that takes us to where we want to be, a better place. But we have to set that as our intention and set that as our direction. So there's a fact, whether we like it or not. And the other fact that's important to understand is that some principles are universal. So whether you like them or not, and by the way, whether you're even aware of them or not, they're actually working in your life. You're like, the principle of the path is already working in your life. Well, I didn't sign up for that. You don't sign up for principles. They just are how the world works. Well, I don't like that. We're not voting on it, okay? It's, well, give me an example. All right, here's an example. Archimedes' principle. You might not remember it as Archimedes' principle. It's called the principle of buoyancy. In the third century BC, Archimedes was able to mathematically explain why rocks sink and boats float. And it's called the principle of buoyancy. And you say, well, I don't like that. Okay, no problem. Don't take swimming lessons. Don't find, go and, it's, that principle is going to work in your life whether you like it or not. Oh, well, there's the principle of gravity. Yeah, okay. Is that, is that universal? Well, here, here's something to try. Start the new year living on the edge. When you get home, climb up onto your roof, scream out in your best R. Kelly impersonation, I believe I can fly and jump. But here's what's going to happen. Your intentions are going to be overruled by the principle of gravity. 
Well, I don't like that. I didn't sign up for the. That's not how principles work. This one, the principle of harvest. Every spring, I set myself the personal goal to have, throughout the summer, to have grown and eaten so many tomatoes that when I sneeze, tomato seeds come out of my nostrils, okay? By about February, March. It's one of my goals. It's one of my intentions. Snotting seeds, sneezing seeds. But in order to do that, well, guess what? I've got to actually start by planting tomatoes. Well, well can't you just know? Yeah, but you can just Uber Eats. Okay, no, you don't understand, okay? Stupid millennials. Principles apply in your life. Ignore them at your peril or take advantage of them for your benefit. The principle of the path, ignore it at your peril. Well, it doesn't apply to me. No, it does apply to you. Well, I don't like it. Doesn't matter. I didn't sign up for it. Doesn't matter. It applies in your life. So why not take advantage of it? It's already at work in the various areas of our life because direction determines destination. So it shouldn't come as much of a surprise to discover that Jesus talked about this because he understood how life works. He understands how the world works. He was there at the creation when his father spoke the world into existence, when his words created the world. He was there and he's like, good work, dad. Yeah, those principles, pretty good. Wish I'd thought of them. Shut up, son. Anyway, and so one of them is the principle of the path of Jesus when he finally came to earth, got to explain it to us. Now, if you've got our app, you can tap on the Bible tile. It's going to take you to something that Matthew recorded. Now, this is uh, the end, like the final kind of truth bomb that Jesus dropped in in a succession of truth bombs in what's going to be packaged up by Matthew. Uh, We call it the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, it's possible that it wasn't just one thing or it's possible that Jesus kind of preached this over and over again because there's so many bangers that he was just like, I need to make sure everyone hears this. And he's talking about what makes you someone blessed and he's talking about prayer and he's talking. And then, and then he gets through this. And by the way, if you want to go back and read it, it, it's actually Matthew chapter five plus Matthew chapter six plus Matthew chapter seven. And Matthew, he was a tax collector before he became a follower of Jesus. It's likely that Matthew actually had some of his minions writing all this down. He's like, okay, you take... You, you take the prayer story, uh, you get the Beatitudes, don't miss any, and uh, actually we probably need to put two onto that. And so he's going, oh, Jesus, slow down. And eventually this is packaged together and we get to read it. And it's like, wow, so much good stuff. In fact, a lot of what's in there applies universally. Even if you're not a Jesus follower, read some of that stuff and you're like, you know what, I should start doing some of that. It's like, yeah, your life will be better if you do. And then he gets to the end. Jesus gets to the end. Sermon on the Mount. Bam, 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 bam. And he kind of winds it up with this, this story. And it's, uh, it's for us. It's, it's his kind of version of the principle of the past. So he's been teaching, 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 teaching. And then he says, all right, all right, listen. And in conclusion, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are actually foundational words, words to build a life on. And if, 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 because we have a choice, the principle of the path, no one can force us, if you work these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter 
who built his house on solid rock. And rain, when rain poured down and the river flooded, because storms happen, can't avoid them, tornado hit, nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. However, on the other hand, by comparison, there was someone that chose a different path. This knucklehead used his words, and you have the choice to do this as well. Just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life. Great message, Mark. That was great. What was great about it? What? Uh, are you? I, I nearly said that. T- tell, me, tell, me, tell me what you're going to do with that. That's the question I ask. I, I think I've actually talked people out of actually coming to me and saying, great message. Like, he's going to ask what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, he is. He is. I am. Good friends do. And I'm going to ask, how can we help you with that decision, with that direction, with that path that you're going to take with this? If you don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter. The other was a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in, the waves came up. It collapsed like a house of cards. Two people, both trying to build a life they can live in, but took two different paths. The same storm came, but they ended up with two different outcomes. So it wasn't the storm that made the difference. It was the path that made the difference. And, 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 and some of you who uh, camp, I don't camp unless there's a concierge just a phone call away. I'm not interested. Uh, some of you camp, Rando. Some of you camp. And some of you know when it comes to camping that setting up a tent, Brando, if you know what you're doing and you've been army trained, is actually quite quick and efficient, right? I'm talking about more of a special ops kind of person. But anyway, but some of you know that. And so, and so if, you're, if you're sort of strolling on the beach with your dog and you see Brando up in the dunes, <laughs> MacGyvering this thing together, and he's probably moved in before you're out of sight. You're like, dang, that guy must be army trained. Well, yes, he is. All right, okay, sucks to be me. Conversely, if you're walking your dog down your street in your neighborhood and someone's building a new house, day one, you walk past, you think, mate, this is the bloody laziest builders I've ever seen in my life. Looks like nothing's happening. Ah, check back tomorrow. Tomorrow? This looks like a block of sand, just like yesterday. Week one, week two, week three. Oh, then some concrete starts to appear. Louis's dad turns up. <laughs> we came and we saw that we concreted, Okay. <laughs> Because one of the differences about building our life on the sand isn't just the foundation. It's about how easy it is. It's about how quick it is. It's about how little it requires of us. It's about how, how, how short we have to stick with it to make it look like on the surface something's actually appeared. Something's actually happening. Something's actually inhabitable. Okay, great. Whereas this life... This approach, this path, it's a grind. It's harder. It's more costly. It takes longer. But here's the thing. When, not if, when the storms come, Jesus is saying, don't be that guy. Be this guy. 
Yeah, I get it. I know. How is it that I get paid to tell you this? It's so obvious. But if it's, it's not about how obvious it is. It's about whether we're going to actually do it. And at the beginning of a year, I love this. I love this about New Year's. One of the things that God says about him is that his mercies are new every day. In other words, he gives us an opportunity to have a fresh start every day. Because one of the things that's easy to miss about this story is now the guy that built his house on the sand initially, aka the stupid carpenter. Well, that's a bit harsh, Jesus. Doesn't sound very Christian. What? He's now got a decision to make. When he rebuilds, because he needs someone to live, when he rebuilds, which path is he going to take? Well, obviously, he's going to do it on the rock because no one makes the same mistakes twice, do they? Do we? Experience is the best teacher. No, it's not because you keep making the same mistakes. seems you haven't learned a thing. One of the things this story encourages us is if you have reached a destination that wasn't your intention because you took the wrong path, you know what? You get, to do, you get a do-over. Jesus gives you and me an opportunity to try again. It, it is like your mapping app. At the next roundabout, turn back and then take the left that you should have taken that I told you to take, but you didn't. And then if you do that, I'm going to keep leading you. I'm not, Siri doesn't judge. You idiot. <laughs> no, it's like, just look, okay, we get it. We get it. You, 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 you took the wrong turn. You're moving in the wrong direction. But guess what? It's the 5th of January. Just take the next turn today, here, with my finances, with my health, with my marriage, with my kids, with my job. Just, just, and, and then change to the path that's going to get you to where you actually want to be and more importantly where God actually wants you to be. So I've given you some homework, the, the heavy homework, the stuff that's going to require a written report, okay? January 26th, Neil Gibb. But let me, let, me, let me zoom out and just and give you the big, the big bit of homework in 2020. If you want to make a resolution, the one I would strongly recommend you consider making is this one. In 2020, starting today, pay attention to your direction. It's a privilege to play our part in all that God is doing in and through you. To find out what your next step could be or to partner with us to reach more and more people by giving financially, head to our website elevatechurch.me and download our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps.